Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Hardy, the senior pastor of Loyalty House International, Peter Maritzburg. Reverend Daniel Hardy has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Your prayer. 
overcome with the word of our testimony. So I'd like us to just give a big round of applause to Sister Janita as she comes up to do her testimony. Amen. I greet you all in the wonderful name of Jesus. A few weeks ago, I was suffering from very, very bad tonsillitis, and I needed to be hospitalized. And before I was hospitalized, I received a phone call from our bishop, and he just said a very short prayer. But the way my tonsils were so bad that I couldn't even breathe, like they were closed. And the prayer was very short, and before he even said amen, I felt my throat opening up. And I, was, I, was, I thought I wasn't going to make it. I thought that was my time. And I just like to thank God for the healing and our bishop. Amen. Amen. Can we have our last testimony from Sister Leah? If you can give her a round of Amen. I want to thank God for my life. I want to glorify him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The past two months I've been dealing with some personal stuff like Marital stuff, please excuse me, I won't give you the details, but I want to thank God because I know it's because of him that I'm still standing here right now. The tears that I'm crying, I'm not crying tears of sorrow, I'm crying tears of joy, saying to God that I know you've been with me through it all. I know the hand of God is on my life and I have not seen the final product yet, but I know he is working. And if it wasn't for him, I would not be standing here today. Back in the day before I knew Christ, could have done something, could have committed suicide, should have done something. But because he has been with me, he has strengthened me. That's why I'm standing here today and say, thank you, God. And I want to encourage somebody that no matter what it is, don't look at the issue. Look at God. Because the said through it all, he will be there in the middle of the fire. He is there. Amen. Amen. is my voice. It's not the mic. Hallelujah. How many of you are happy to be in church this morning? Wow. I believe that God has already started blessing us. Amen. Well, um, 
as a church to be around and to be alive. Many years ago, God blessed uh, my wife and I with a lovely little girl who made a great influence in our ministry. And to, to, she's here this morning. And I want us to just give her an opportunity to minister a song to us. Let's welcome the lovely Cinderella to minister to us.
Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, thanks a million for this opportunity to serve you, to live for you, to hear from you, and to be blessed of you. Holy Spirit, fill everyone under the sound of my voice and use us to your glory. I humble myself before you. I say, use me. Speak through me. In the name of Jesus, let your word come with clarity to your glory. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Say a better Amen. And you may be seated in heavenly places. Hallelujah. How many of you are happy to be in church this morning? Wow. What a shock. I bring you greetings from our pastor, Bishop Larry. Fantastic man of God. When, when he teaches, I wonder why some of us are given an opportunity to, to preach. Because the depths of the teaching and the preaching is... It's not easy to fathom. You learn so many things. I mean, on Tuesday as we were here and he was preaching, I learned so many things. Out of what he preached on Tuesday, I'm sure I can preach about 10 different messages. What am I saying? I'm saying that when he preaches once, some of us have to preach about 10 times to get the same, to be able to dispense the same amount of information, anointing, grace, just one, when he preaches once. Hallelujah. To just come to power, not to supersede, just to come to power. I tell you, it's so far. Put your hands together for our pastor, very fantastic man of God. Very deep man of God. Yesterday he was showing us the stars and the galaxy of Orion and the belt of Orion. Do, do you know the belt of Orion? I've heard them in preaching. You know, people preach and then they say uh, something is moving in the Pleiades, in the Mazarut, in the Orions. And I've heard them, but these are, they, of course, I've seen them in the Bible also, but these are, they sound, they are like fantastic words in the Bible that when you are called to a place and you want to show off a little or frighten the witches that are gathered in the society, then you use some of these words that the Lord is moving from the heavens through the Mazarut and the Pleiades through the Orions into the surface of this earth. Then people become frightened. But you yourself, you have no knowledge or understanding of what you are seeing. So yesterday, for the first time in my life, since I was born many years ago, I saw the galaxy of Orion. And I saw the belt. 
I didn't even know that Orion was wearing a belt. I mean, it was my first time. Hallelujah. Anytime you work with somebody who's knowledgeable, your, your goal should be that you will learn something. And sometimes you just need to keep quiet a little so that you can learn something. Hallelujah. You just need to keep. If you are always talking, nobody will tell you anything. And also sometimes don't be too sure. When you are too sure, you exude a certain... I don't know which word to... A certain aura or attitude where it's like thou art not teachable, to put it in the King James way. So, even when the person knows something, they don't say. Sometimes, just out of, sometimes even your pompous looks look intimidates. Intimidates. And if you're a tall person, you have to learn it. Because just your height is already daunting. So, I realize that short people learn more things than tall people. I'm saying all this to let you know that as I move with Bishop Larry, I learn a lot of things. Hallelujah. Now, let's get into the word of God. We've been talking about how to be God's favorite child. Is that not so? And I just want to remind you of a few things and then we will roll. Tell your neighbor, we will roll. Good. We read from um, Psalm, 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 Psalm 40, where the Bible tells us that I waited patiently. David is speaking, and he said, I waited patiently on the Lord, and he inclined his ears to me. Is that not so? He took me out of a horrible pit and from the miry clay and, placed my, and established my goings. Placed my foot on a rock and established my goings. He put a new song in my mouth, even praise forevermore. But Saul says that blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. Amen. How many of you remember this scripture? And we said that David was preferred to Saul. We read from Acts, the Bible says God rejected Saul. And he chose David. May you be chosen. I said may you be chosen. So we are learning from David the things that David did that made him the one who was chosen. He was not the first king. He was not the tallest king. Do you get Saul? But one of the qualifications or the descriptions they gave about Saul was that he was a shoulder above Israel. Which means that if you put all Israel there and you put Saul there, they all come to his shoulder. From his shoulder up, he was the tallest man. So he was made the king because he was the tallest man in the, in the place. He was a shoulder above them. So if you are tall, it's also a gift. I mean, if you are tall, it's a gift. No, it's true. I mean, if you are tall, you want to come down, you can bend. But if you are short, you want to go up, you can't stretch. No. All right. So... (laughs) So we are learning from David, and he told us that he, one of the things about him was that he waited patiently on the Lord. The ability to wait on God or on an important person will open a door for you to have a good relationship. Everybody is impressed when you wait for them. Hallelujah. And waiting gives us an idea that David was ready to spend time for God. And I said that we all have to learn to spend time. Any relationship that you give 
time to, it develops. I said, any relationship that you give time to, it develops. If you give your wife time, you have a good relationship with her. There will be a lot of arguments, but the relationship will develop. Let the church say amen. amen. If you don't give her time, well, I mean, it's sad, but you will develop a relationship with something else. Hallelujah. He will develop a relationship with something else or someone else. It's always not a bad thing. I don't know why your mind, the first thing that I think is the knowledge of good and evil. Yeah. I'm not saying she will develop a relationship with another man. I'm saying she will develop a relationship maybe with somebody else. She will get a friend who, I mean, Lady Pastor Angie and my wife are very good friends. We share the burden because, I mean, women have 25,000 words they use a day. And men use 15,000 words a day. So if you're a man, don't, don't, don't worry when the woman out talks you. It's natural. So I have to share the burden with Lady Pastor Angie. So they can go and use some of the words there. By the time it gets to me, I have enough. I've gone to use some with Bishop Larry. Then the one that is left is enough. Do you, do you get it? It's called sharing the burden. Hallelujah. So if you don't spend time with her, she will spend time with somebody else, something else. So you come every day, she's cooking, and you say, when I come, you don't have time for me. You started it. If you spend time, you will see that, hey, you are cooking food that will not eat. She'll say, I'm learning to cook. <laughs> what a shock. Uh-huh. So if you spend time with God, you will develop your relationship with God. Number two, we said David was the musical type. He loved to sing. 73 of the Psalms in the Bible were written by David, clearly. There are others in the Bible that, in the book of Psalms, that the writing style presupposes that David wrote them. Amen. So you could see, and the Psalms are songs. Some are prayers, but they are songs. But he wrote a lot of songs, and he sang a lot of songs. We sang the other day, As the deer panted for the water, so my soul longed after you. You alone at my heart, desiring alone to worship. That's Psalm 42. David wrote it. Hallelujah. Do you get it? So he wrote a lot of songs. And I'm saying that. Let us be musical. God loves music. That's why in heaven. I read to you in the convention. In heaven there will be a song that nobody can learn. Only the choir can sing that song. And the choir is made up of 1,400. Something like that. You know the numbers. That's all. 1,444. Okay. Only these people, Bible says, these are the first fruits. They will know the song. And the people who are already in heaven before we come. So those of you who don't like worship, you don't come to church where we are doing worship, heaven will be difficult for you. Because in heaven, you are there. It's not like you have to come. I used to work with a lady. She, she's a master of coming late. 
And she lives next door to the church. No, just next to the church. It's not a struggle. I even told her, even if she lives in the church, she'll be late for church. Yeah, because to appear is. But in heaven, you are there. And there'll be a lot of singing, a lot of worship. You have to start loving worship. It attracts God. It attracts God's presence. I also told you that David, David was somebody who expressed himself before God freely. We looked at when the ark was brought from the house of um, that guy, Obedidom. I told you one day they were bringing the ark back into the city of David. And as they were coming, the ark was falling on, on, on Nahon's stretching floor. And as the ark was falling, Uzzah stretched his hand to hold the ark. And God smote Uzzah at that place. And when David saw that thing, he said, hey, this ark of God is very dangerous. It kills people. So he decided, it can't come to where I am. Something that when you touch it, it will kill you. It shouldn't come. Then he looked in the church. Then he saw one brother at the back. His name was Obedidom. He doesn't pay tithe. He doesn't come to church early. He dresses shabbily, always causing confusion at the back. David said, this is a good way to just dispose of both the ark and Obedidom. You solve the problem once and for all. So he said, the ark should go to the house of Obedidom. Because the way this Obedidom is and his children, the way they, they are uncontrollable, they will by all means touch the ark and God will kill them. When they are dead, we'll go and move the ark to another place. So we look in the church again. Any stubborn brother in the system, the ark will go to you. But to David's surprise, God blessed Obedidom and his house because of the ark that had come to his house. And David heard it. And when he heard it, he said, wow, bring back the ark. He updated his status. Hashtag, bring back the ark. So they went and they brought back the ark. And when they brought back the ark, David was excited. And he danced. That's the day David danced and his clothes fell off. He expressed himself before God. Many of us, when we come to God, we are without expression. When you are happy, you don't want God to see it. Some wives, when they are happy, they don't want their husbands to see it. Some husbands, when they are happy, they don't want their, their, their wives to see that they are happy. They are just there, like a principal. Rarely do you go to see a students go to see a principal and he's smiling. They always have a straight look. They only smile at their parents. That's why your child is not in trouble. So parents think that principals are smiling. The children, if like ask your children, they are never ask Jojo. They never smile. So then the man is in the house like a principal or a traffic cop. You don't know what to do. When you come to God and we are worshiping, express yourself. Express, express yourself. When you are happy, show happiness. What, what was the song Spume was singing? The one you said we should jump or dance or kneel down, something. Shout hallelujah to the Lord, something like that. I will shout, I will dance. People are not shouting, people are not dancing. Then he, she did some killer move that you go down. 
for health reasons today, I didn't want to really go down. Some of you can dance. When we are doing praise and worship, the, the front is empty. The children are the one. No, no wonder God will bless the children. Come and dance. When I dance, it crowns my style. What style do you have? And what has your style even given you? I mean, over the years, with this, your, I mean, my makeup will be, with your makeup, still nobody has come to marry you. Still. You have been doing makeup since you were 22. Now you are 33. The children don't know what to call you, so now they call you auntie. Instead of Mrs. Golden Sticks. Because that's why you are doing the makeup. To be seen. Or to be seen in a good light. But you say if I dance, I'll sweat and makeup. Meanwhile, this makeup that you are complaining about is as thick as asphalt. Very thick. If we put a, 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 a pin in, one inch, when it comes out, no blood. So if we melt just one layer of it, what's the big deal? Just for the Lord. Look, one of these days you should come to church and you should sweat. One of the things you must come to church always with is a handkerchief. Yeah. To just... Hallelujah. Very good policy. David danced, I mean he danced and his clothes fell off. And don't worry about those who went, why are you dancing? Why are you moving too much? David, his wife said, why were you dancing like that in church? Some of these moves you are doing, they've not been gazetted in the dance book. I mean, it's not a registered move. You came to church and then you did that. It's not a problem. Why not? Why not? He got angry, he cursed them, and he said, from today, you would never have a baby till you die. You, you, I'm telling you. Because of this thing that you have said, you will never have a baby till you die. When your neighbor is intimidating you, just shut your neighbor up. Or move from there. The church, we have a lot of spaces. Even all over there, there's nobody sitting there. You just move there. So that you have enough space to express yourself. proposing to a lady, your face is very strong. I mean, like either an arm robber or a bodyguard. And a strong face. And you expect her to say yes. When you have to smile, you don't smile. When you have to look quiet, you don't look quiet. Even sometimes you have to cry, you won't cry. I mean, too, too stiff. Emotionless. When we worship, you don't want to express yourself. We are singing nicely. Mighty God, I bless your name. Holy one, I bless your name. You are God all by yourself. You are God all by yourself. For who you are. For who you are, I bless your name. For who you are, I worship you. You are God all by yourself. You won't even lift your hand. Even your hand to lift is a problem. 
sing it one more time. Let us give them a chance to repent. I worship bless your name. For who you are, I worship you. Why? Because you are God all by yourself. Immediately your mind starts to work and it tells you that he doesn't need anybody to be, to become God. He doesn't need help in becoming. That's the one we are worshiping. That's the one we are blessed. He's God all by himself. But we just see it as some praise and worship leader girl has come to stand there. She has crossed her leg like a xylophone and then she's just talking. Do, do you get it? She's just talking. So, let's finish and let's go. No. You are, you are dealing with God and a God who is God all by himself. We, we sang some other song that says he doesn't need anybody to be God. There was a song, the choir sang it. I forgot it. Uh huh, something like that. And you are God alone. Right now. And right now. In the good times and bad. You are on your throne. And you are God alone. So you may be in a bad time, but you have a reason to lift your hand. You are God alone, unshakable, 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 unmovable, unstoppable, unstoppable. 
That's why you should come during the worship time. Yeah. Express yourself. Number number next one. Number next one. Number next one. I want to see the next thing. First, first Samuel. I want to read First Samuel 16. The Bible says, And the Lord spake unto Samuel. We're reading from verse 1. He spake unto Samuel, and he said, How long shall you mourn over Saul, seeing that I have rejected him to reign over Israel? Fill thy horn with oil, and go, I will send you to Jesse the Bethlehemite. For I have provided for me a king among his sons. And so Samuel said unto God, How shall I go? If Saul hear this, he will kill me. And the Lord said unto him, Take an heifer with you, and say, I have come to sacrifice unto the Lord. So Samuel did as the Lord had spoken to him, or as the Lord spake unto him, and went to Bethlehem. And the elders of the city trembled at his coming, and said unto him, Cometh thou peaceably. Verse 5, he said, Peaceably, I have come to sacrifice unto the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and called them to the sacrifice. Is that not so? And called them to the sacrifice. And it came to pass that when they were come, he looked on Elab and said, Surely the, the Lord's anointed is before me. And the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on the out, the, his countenance, for I have rejected him. For man seeth, God seeth not as man seeth. For man seeth at the outward appearance, but God looketh at the heart. And Jesse made Abinadab pass before him. And he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. And he made Shammah passed before him, and he said, The Lord, neither has the Lord chosen this one. And again, he let his seven sons pass before him. And Samuel said, Neither has the Lord chosen these. And Samuel said to Jesse, Are here all thy sons, or all thy children? And he said, There remaineth yet the youngest. And behold, he keepeth the sheep. And Samuel said, Send and fetch him, for we shall not sit until he cometh hither. And they sent and they brought him. And when he came, he was ruddy of, of a good countenance. Yeah, of a good countenance. And then what? And goodly to look on. And the Lord said unto Samuel, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. This is he. And Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him. And the spirit of the, in the midst of his brethren, the spirit of the Lord came upon him from that day forward. And Samuel went to Ramah. Hallelujah. There's a beautiful piece of scripture that tells us how David was chosen and anointed. Amen. The Bible says that God said to Samuel, because God had rejected Whenever somebody is chosen, it means other people have been rejected. May other people be rejected and may you be chosen. 
God said to someone, how long will you cry? Sometimes somebody has been rejected. You cry for the person forever. He said, how long will you cry for this sore guy? Seeing that me, the one who chooses, has rejected him to be king. And he said, go to Jesse. Jesse has a son who I I have chosen to be king. So he went down to Jesse's house in Bethlehem. Now, when he was going, he was afraid because there was an old king. There was a king. His name was Saul. And now this guy Saul, he wasn't an easy guy. You will see later on. It's not. He it wasn't an easy guy to deal with at all. So he said, if Saul hears that I'm going to anoint somebody else as king, what will happen is that he will come and kill me. So God said, no problem. Let's just trick him. It's not a problem. Let's trick him. He said, take a if I take a, a lamp with you. And say that you are going to do a sacrifice. It's not illegal to do sacrifices. So tell, tell, tell them that you are going to do a work. In, 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 in uh, the Osa people say, Sebenzi, you are going to do a work. I don't know what you say here. How do you say it? So tell him that you are going to do a work. One day somebody came to see me. He said, Pastor, I'm looking for a job. I said, ah, last week you told me that you are doing a work. How are you looking for a job today? Since you're already working at home, are you looking for a job? <laughs> so he said, say that you are going to do a work. That's all. So when the elders of the city heard that this guy Samuel was coming, the Bible says they trembled at his coming. So they sent him a WhatsApp to ask him, are you coming in peace? They said, come thou peaceably. And he replied their WhatsApp. He said, oh, Peace. Peace, don't worry, there's peace. Peace. I'm just coming to do a work. Coming to do a sacrifice. Then, so that they don't feel so, I say, sanctify yourself and you to come join me for this sacrifice. So the elders came. And the Bible says, he sanctified Jesse and his sons. And they also came for the sacrifice. Meanwhile, God had told you, when they come for the sacrifice, I will show you who will be king. Who I have chosen. So when they came, he looked through the people. The first guy came. His name was Elab. Tall, nice brother. He came around. As soon as Samuel saw him, he said, surely. Hush. He said, surely. When he saw him, he said, wow. Come see a man. This guy, the anointing is upon him. So he took his oil. He wanted to anoint him quickly. God said, hey, 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 stop that rough. This guy, I have not chosen him. Samuel was shocked. Because Samuel was a very experienced prophet. He wasn't a new prophet. He had already anointed Saul to be king. And he was a prophet when he anointed Saul. And Saul reigned for 40 years. So you can imagine he had been prophet for a long time. And apart from that, he had, been, he had understudied Eli. The prophet, he lived, he was born in the church, he lived in the church, everything. So he had seen all these things before. So for someone to make such a mistake, I mean, he was surprised. He was very surprised. But God said, no, I've not chosen this one. Then God explained to him that I don't see the way you see. The way I make my choices, that's not how man makes a choice. We make a choice if the person is my tribe. We speak the same language. We are from... Um, 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 um. Once you can click the way I click, I will choose you. 
from Tosin Baba. Yeah, we are all from Tosin Baba. Yes. No, he said God has a different way of choosing people. God looks at people's hearts. Yesterday I was with Bishop and he told me something. He said, one of the things you have to, he was talking about Matthew chapter 5, where Jesus, where, where Jesus said, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall do what? Shall see God. Yeah. You told us. I intentionally asked you again. <laughs> I told you that that's how I learned things then. Uh, so I go back to the scene, then I remember the things. So he, he couldn't remember which one, whether it's the peacemakers or then we ask our walking Bible. And she explained to us that they shall see God. Then he explained to me, you see, as for pure, you can't be pure. You yourself, you can't be pure. I mean, you know yourself. I mean, there's a scripture, John 19, 99, says, man, know thyself. You know yourself. You know yourself. I mean, why are you holding your mouth? Have you read all the scriptures in the Bible? So why are you claiming it's not in the Bible? You, it's, it's a, it, when you have normal quiet time, you can't find that scripture. You have to have Bible study, deep Bible study, then you find that scripture. It says, man, know thyself. You know yourself. You just have to close your eyes for a minute. And you'll see how impure you are. Yeah. Brothers. I mean, as they were singing in, in the, what, what song did you sing? This is the girl that I said her, her mother has dashed here to me. Is this one? She has a beloved, okay. No, let's just get that one out of the way. I don't want any confusion after the service. I, I used to go around preaching with um, a certain lady. Um, I mean, she was working with me, so I used to go from place to place preaching with her. When I finished preaching, or after church, I'm the one who preached. And usually, I preach powerfully by the grace of God. Now, thank you very much. God bless. God loves you and so do I. When I finished preaching, the whole, all the brothers, they forget that I'm the one who preached. As soon as we share the grace... They all, it's like she's having a second service. It's like she's having a second, they all just go that side. Uh So now I decided that, look, this thing must end. So as soon as I introduce her, I just let them, I make them aware. She has a beloved, she's getting married in December. Then from that time, I got a little attention. What was the song? I can see him from afar. As she was seeing him from afar, some brothers are also seeing things from afar. I'm just saying this to let you know that we are not pure. But Bishop explained to me that as for purity in heart, we can achieve it. We can achieve it. Because, I mean, you can be doing things, but your heart must be pure. You must have the right reason for which you are doing it. The right reason for which you are marrying this girl. I know a girl, she has inherited almost three million from her grandfather. Yeah. 
So now she has a beloved. Her brother is not, and then her brother has not inherited, but built, continued the family business and built a business, a media business. They are the people who own this super sports thing that you see. Yeah. So it's like this is in the family. So when you come to beloved, those the girl. That's the same girl I was going around with. If you come to beloved, those the girl. We are not sure. Is it? Are you trying to come on TV? Are you trying to? We are not sure. What's your motive? We are not sure. So when you what made me try to talk about the pure heart? What brought me to this? Or something brought me to this one. God sees our heart. And he, Bishop explained to me that as for your heart, you try to clear your heart of all evil intentions. Then your heart can be pure. And when your heart is pure, you will see God. And I believe that seeing God is both literal and otherwise. Yeah, you will see God in your life. You will see God when God also comes. Yeah. So he said, God, he chooses the heart. You may have chosen. Because when um, Jesse, the father of David, was choosing, the Bible says, Samuel sanctified Jesse's sons. So my question is, how come that David was not among the people who were sanctified? The man had even forgotten that, look, I have a child called David. Forgotten. I mean, if you are a kind father, you have a child, you send the child to go and look after sheep. He goes one day, a lion is trying to eat him. I told you about the lion last week. If you meet a lion, pray about it, just give your life to Christ. Because they tell us that make yourself bigger. If a lion can kill an elephant, how big can you make yourself? How big is this elephant? Big, he's not scared. Then you say, You have raised your shoulders. No problem. It's also not a problem. So a lion tried to eat him. He survived. A bear tried to eat him. He, when he came back, he told his father that a lion was trying to eat me. So I said, oh, really? You see that your naughtiness? I told you to stay at one place and look after. I'm sure you were roaming about and you met a lion. The next day, they sent him back. A bear tried to eat him again. He survived. He told his father, father said, Chocho, when I talk to you, you don't listen. <laughs> and sent him back. He said, how do you say Chocho in Zulu? It can't be Yalunga. It has to be something cute like Chocho. Yeah, the same thing. So when they came to look for a king, the father saw who can be king. You will see that even the first three, as far as the father was concerned, is the first three who can be king. Elab, Abinadad, and Shaman. The rest of them, he just brought them in bulk. He just... Did he mention their name? He brought Elab first. He said, oh, no, not this one. Abinadad said, no, Shaman, not this one. Then he just brought the whole group. Come and pass in a group. They just came to pass Zoom. Then he, then Samuel asked, "Is there? Are we missing something?" Then the father said, ah, "Okay, there's this guy. I mean, the mother says that he's my child, but I don't want to say anything. 
I really don't want to say much. It's the mother says he's my child. But the way he behaves, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But he's there. I want to bring him. Then they brought him. Then they gave him a qualification. They said that, number one, he was ruddy, which means his color was nice. He was a yellow bone. Don't argue with me. I'm preaching. You are listening. Why are you arguing? Go and check it in your dictionary. It means somebody who has a, a fresh complexion. Yeah, yellow, reddish, reddish complexion, fresh. His color was fresh. Do, do you get it? <laughs> Not some of us that we don't know your color, where it really... I mean, we, we can't say you are black. We can't say you are brown. We can't say you are yellow bone. We can't tell. I mean... Yeah. And he said he has a, he has a beautiful countenance. That means, I mean, he's nice. He's a nice person to be around. When you see him, his countenance, which is his expression, or his facial expression or demeanor, is very nice. Beautiful. When you see him, like, wow. So those of you don't want to smile. It doesn't cost you anything to smile. But always, I, I want the people to be afraid of me. So you always have a straight look. This is the reason why you get hungry quicker. Because you use a lot of energy looking stern. If you were smiling, less energy, less food required. Yeah. It's, I mean, Bishop is a scientist, so I'm learning from him. Yeah. Then he said, he was goodly to look to. Means he was a handsome guy. I mean, you can't be keen when you are not handsome. You are short. You are, he was a handsome guy. But his main qualification that the father gave to him, this one we realized when he came, the qualification the father gave was that, for he, behold, he keepeth the sheep. He keepeth the sheep. One of David's main quality was that he kept sheep. And God always likes people who keep sheep. David wrote about God. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. He described God as a shepherd. Jesus said about himself, John 10, 11, he said, I am the good shepherd. He didn't say I'm the good driver, I'm the good pilot, I'm the good doctor. He said, I'm a good shepherd. Good shepherd. God himself is a shepherd. Jesus is a shepherd. And David was a shepherd. These other people, Elab and Code, they were soldiers. They were in the army. Shepherding has a way of bringing you close. Today I'm just touching on it, the next week will continue. It has a way of bringing you close to God. Why? Because you are concerned about what God is concerned about. I mean, even people who do the same thing as you do, you, it's easy to become friends with them. You see, like this girl is here, she's singing. After church, you will see more of the singers. It will be easy for her to relate with the singers because they have things in common. I came here yesterday, I saw Tyler and Merlin. 
they were here. Whatever they were doing, I didn't know. But I was wondering, Merlin and Tyler? Tyler speaks many languages, but French is not one of them. So what are they doing here? But then it occurred to me that they have, they have a toy in common. This one. This one. So when they come, you see them. I don't know whether they are trying to find C-sharp, E-flat, or something. But they have something in common. So they have so much to. They don't need to be with each other for thousand years to know each other. They have music in common. So they just start to relate. God is also a shepherd. So when, I mean, that's why you have a good relationship with some of the people at your workplace. Because you work with them. In school, you are in school with them. God is also a shepherd. So when he sees anybody who's getting into shepherding immediately, his heart is moved. Say, wow, yeah, that's the one, that's the one, that's the one. So they have so much to talk about. Because when he's thinking of, what's your name, G? KG. So when he's thinking of KG, you have a cute name. Who gave you that name? You gave it to yourself. It's powerful. It's very, it's put your hands together for this lovely boy. That's also very powerful. So when God is looking for KG, when God is looking for KG, and he realizes that Lieutenant, where's Lou? Yes. He realized that Lou is also looking for KG and looking after KG. Then he becomes interested in Lou. Come, come and stand by him. Come and stand by him. He becomes interested in this girl. Why? Because to find, it's easier to find Lou than to find KG. I mean, look at KG small. Lou, Lou, there's enough of Lou. So to find Lou, it's not a, it's not that difficult. If I can find Lou, I can find KG. So immediately God becomes interested in this girl and relating with this girl because he knows that with this girl, KG is fine. Jojo is fine. What was your name again? Andile is fine. All these, just by looking after Lou, all these people will be fine. Yeah. That's how God comes close to you. So as you're in the church for some time, you should have a desire that, look, I also want to be a shepherd. I want God to choose me. And if he chooses by taking care of his people, then, then I will also give myself to it. Look, in closing, this week we are having a camp for shepherds. For shepherds. Bishop is going to spend time to speak to us as a church. And it's, it's come for people who are shepherds People who want to be shepherds, people who want to give themselves. Not as a full-time, like stop your work at Sasa or Department of Lotteries. Tata chance. Stop your job there and come and work in the church. No, 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 no. Just to have some two or three people that you care for in the church. Next week I'll show you who a shepherd is. Yeah, two or three people to care for in the church. So that God's attention will come on your life. And God will draw nigh to you. We are having it this week. And I, 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 as, a, as a pastor, I want to encourage you. Look, decide to be part of it. 
decide to, how many of you are coming for the camp? If you are coming for a show by ways of your oh, so this area. You are all new. Are you new? Blondie, are you new? You are not new. Next to Blondie, are you new? You are new. Wow, I'm also new. No, have you seen me before? Oh, then you are not new. I thought it was your first time. It's not your first time seeing me. Then you, then, then you are not new. Because you have seen more than once, then you have been around for a long time. I know you are looking down so that I don't call you, but I can come to where you are. Yeah. We are having a camp. It's Thursday. By midday, we are there. Saturday by midday, we are out. The holiday is out for about five or six days. Just two, two, 48 hours. After that, you can have the rest of 72 hours of holiday. I want to invite as many people to the camp as possible. It costs 500 rands. Even if you can't pay, we'll make a way for you. Yeah, under the auspices of the bishop, Larry Odonko, we'll make a way for you. Yeah, we'll make a way for you. We'll make a way for you. We will make a way for you. We will make a way for you. So, don't I see that this place, it looks like they, they want to be close to God. What's happening in this environment? What have you done? Yes, His Excellency, the Ajololo. I want people who want to come for the camp. You have not registered. You, have, you, don't even, you don't even know about the camp. That's why you must come. Because how would you know if you don't come? But you want to say, look, David got close to God by looking after just one or two people. If you, because in the next chapter, First Samuel 17, they, when, he was, when he was going to kill Goliath, they asked him, his brother Elab, the same Elab guy, he asked him, who have you left that few sheep? Which tells you that the sheep were not many, just a few. Just a few. He said, who, who have you left the few? So, so, we are coming to make you the pastor of the church. Take care of all these naughty people. No, 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 no. Just a few. Just a few. Just a few people. Just a, two or three. Just two or three. One or two, two or three, or three or four. That's all. You want to go for the camp? Show me by lift of your right hand. You want to go? Pastor, I want to go. I want to go. Let your neighbor no 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 intimidate you. No, lift your hands in English so that it goes higher than your head. <laughs> what a shock. Uh, where, where is the camp manager? Please appear, appear in, in Zulu so they can see you. No, sorry for you lift your hand. Come, come see them, see them for real. You see this lady coming over there. You are you already have hair. Okay. This one also. What's your name, darling? What color? No color. No color wants to come for the camp. Who else? No color's neighbor. You don't want to come for the camp. The camp will be very nice with this, your smile. You'll be around. Okay, next time. What's your name? Tembile. Wow. Powerful. Who else? You want to, he wants to come for the camp. Who else wants to come? Uh, there's a lady by Bui. She wants to come for the camp. We'll take care of you. Don't worry. You ask for you. You are sorted. You don't have any problem. There's a lady over there. 
Who else? You are here. Maybe you don't have money. You don't have money, but you want to come for the camp. Lift your hand. I want, I want us to help you. You want to come for the camp. Who will help you? Why not? Andile wants to come for the camp. I think Zama needs help so that we can close. Or else we won't close today. His, your name is already there. Okay. No, I need people whose names are not there. You have not written their names. You want to come for the camp, but you think you can't afford it. Just Thursday, we're going on Thursday. Saturday, we are out. Saturday, you eat supper at home. You only eat breakfast at the camp. You eat lunch, everything at home. Pastor, I want to come for the camp. I want to come for the camp. I want to come for the camp. Look, let's give ourselves to shepherding and keeping God. The father said about this rejected son, he said, behold, he keepeth the sheep. That was his main qualification. Even not his good looks and everything, it was just an add-on. But his main qualification was keeping the sheep. Keeping the sheep. As you keep God. As I have kept God's sheep over the years, I have not had any regret. I have not had any regret. Because my life is blessed. That's why I can tell somebody, come from where you are to where I am. Just to come and sing one song and go back to where you are. If I was, I mean, if I was your school teacher, can I tell you to come from? Will your parents even dash you to me? That that's even a question. Have you been dashed to your school teacher or your doctor? Ever? But I keep gossip. It's like this one. She's where she is. Everybody who's fourteen and above is pregnant with children. So if you are leaving, then her life will be destroyed. So take her to where you are going so that the case is solved. By shepherding people and keeping people. I pray for us that God will touch our hearts <clears throat> to even be interested in keeping people, God's people, God's people, and God's attention will be turned to us. Folks, I'm not out of word, I'm just out of time. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer as we close. Lift your hands and, and let's just pray as we close. Let's just pray as we could draw me close to you. Lift your hands and let's pray as we close. Just speak to God and say, God, I want to be close to you. I want to be close to you. I want to come next to you. I'm ready to wait on you. I'm ready to express myself before you. I'm ready to keep your sheep. I'm ready, Lord. I'm ready, oh God. I'm ready, oh God.
Pastor, I, feel I am far from God. 
because I'm not born again. If I'm to die today, I will not go to heaven. But I want to go to heaven. The Bible says God loved the world so much, he sent his only son. That whosoever believed in him will not perish but have everlasting life. This morning, everlasting life is available. If only you will receive the free gift of God, which is Christ Jesus. Bible says he came unto his own, but his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave power to be the sons of God. This morning, if you receive him, he will give you the power to go to heaven. You are here like that, you want to say, Pastor, I want to go to heaven. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Lift up your right hand quietly. I'll just pray with you. Pastor, I want to go to heaven. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Pastor, I want to go to heaven. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. I don't want to go to hell, Pastor. Please pray with me. Please pray with me to invite Jesus into my heart. Pastor, pray with me. I want to go to heaven. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. If you are lifting your hand, lift it high above your head. I want to, maybe somebody invited you. Maybe you have been coming here for a while, but you want to make sure that when you die, you will go to heaven. Lift up your hand. Maybe you are thinking about it as I'm talking. The thoughts are going through your mind to and fro. It means that you are not born again. Just be certain of it. Just be certain. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. If your hand is up, please come to me. I'll just pray with you. You, you lifted up your hand. Please come to me. I'll pray with you. Come to me, my sister. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. It's better to be sure than to be unsure. It's better to be sure than to be unsure. Pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today just as I am. Please forgive me of all my sins. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, I am yours. I am born again. I will love you. I will serve you for the rest of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Reverend Daniel Farley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 078-038-2166. God richly bless you.